Hello, welcome back to the Barefoot Books podcast. A night alone is just a night, but two nights make a small army. In this week's story, a Japanese samurai makes an unusual ally and learns the value of cooperation. After the story, go to barefootbooks.com to find the complete Barefoot Knights collection, along with songs, activities, coloring sheets, and more. Master William came upon Tom and Hubert fighting each other in the grassy field behind the castle walls. Nearby lay two sets of bows and arrows and a big, heavy, straw-stuffed target. What's all this about? demanded Master William, pulling the boys apart. I wanted to do some archery practice, panted Tom angrily, but he, he wouldn't set up the target. Well, why should I? yelled Hubert. I wanted to shoot the arrows as well. He wouldn't fetch the target. Now listen said Master William firmly. It takes two people to carry that target and two to set it up. Why didn't you do it together? That way you would have both been able to shoot at it. The two boys fell silent, looking sheepish. Master William turned and easily picked up the heavy target, setting it up on its stand. Now, he said, let there be no more fighting, or I won't tell you the story of the knight from a far land who learned to cooperate with some very unusual warriors. Both boys turned and gave him their full attention. Yogadayu and the Army of Bees A Story from Japan A long time ago, in the ancient land of Japan, there lived a great samurai warrior named Yogadayu. Having made a name and fortune for himself in the service of the emperor, he retired to a wild and desolate place called Yamoto. There he built a small fortress, garrisoned with his own personal army. Now it happened that Yogodayu fell out with his brother-in-law, who was himself a powerful warlord. One day this warrior launched a surprise attack against Yogodayu, and in the battle that followed, only a handful of Yogodayu's men escaped with their lives. They fled from the battlefield and hid in a cave in the mountains for two days, until Yogodayu was sure no one was coming after them. Then he came out and looked about him cautiously. There was no sign of their enemies, but he happened to see a large bee caught in a spider's web, and with gentle hands he set the creature free, saying to it, Ah, little warrior, fly back to your hive. It is a pleasure to set a trapped thing free. I only wish I might do the same for myself and my soldiers. The bee flew off at once, but that night, as he lay on his rough bed in the cave, Yogadayu dreamed a wonderful dream. A samurai, clad in black and yellow, came and stood before him. Sir, he said, I wish to help you as you help me. Who are you? asked Yogadayu. I am the bee. You helped to escape, replied the other. I am more grateful than you can imagine, and so I have devised a plan to help you overthrow your enemies and regain your fortune. How can I do that when I am so outnumbered? asked Yogodayu. Ah, replied the bee, I will see to that. Here is what you must do. Gather as many men as you can, and get them all to bring jars and containers. Then build a wooden house at the entrance of the valley below here, and let it be known that you are assembling an army to attack your brother-in-law. Leave the rest to me. 
be assured that you will not fail to win against your enemies. With that, Yogodayu woke up. At once he set about doing what the bee had told him. He sent several of his most trusted men to gather others who would fight alongside them. All of them were to bring back jars and other kinds of containers. The warriors soon returned, and now Yogodayu ordered them to build a wooden house at the entrance to the valley below. When they had done this, they placed all the jars and containers they had brought inside. Soon after, there was a great buzzing and droning, and a vast cloud of bees came into view. So great was this winged army that it almost blotted out the sun. Into the house they flew and hid themselves in the jars and containers within. Now Yogodayu sent out messages to put about the story that he was gathering a huge army to attack his enemies. Then he settled down to wait. Sure enough, when he heard the stories of the great force gathering in the valley, Yogodayu's brother-in-law set out as fast as he could to destroy his enemy before he could acquire enough soldiers to be a threat. He and his men quickly marched to the valley and began to advance on the wooden house. Yogodayu and his men went out to meet them a tiny force indeed against the vast army they faced. But desperation lent them strength, and Yogodayu and his men fought as bravely as any samurai that day. But they were beaten steadily back, and many fell dead. Then, as the battle reached its climax, a great roar went up as a huge cloud of bees, millions in number, swarmed out of the house and began to attack the attackers. Faced with such terrible opponents, the attacking army turned and fled, pursued by the bees, who swarmed around them and stung them repeatedly. Yogodayu and his men followed, and were able to strike down their enemies easily. Hundreds fell under the stings of the army of bees and the swords of Yogodayu's warriors. At the end of the day, most of his brother-in-law's army lay dead, and Yogodayu marched at the head of his small force to retake the fortress that he had but recently lost. Afterwards, Yogodayu ordered all of the dead bees to be gathered up and buried beneath a shady tree close by the castle. Nor did he ever forget the help he had received from the bees. Indeed, he built a small shrine to them, and in later years he would often go there to honour the spirits of the little black and yellow soldiers of the army of bees. So you see, said Master William, if Yogodayu had not trusted the bees, he would probably never have regained his lands. Being a knight isn't just about being strong enough to do things on your own. Sometimes you need to cooperate with each other. And if Yogodayu hadn't set free that bee in the first place, the other bees wouldn't have helped him, added Tom. Exactly, said Master William. He stood up. Now... If you two are going to get in any archery practice before sunset, you'd better get started. As he walked away, he could hear the satisfying plunk of arrows hitting the target, and the cries of, good shot, from both boys, their anger forgotten in their delight at each other's skill. That's all for today's episode. Thanks for listening. Now you can visit barefootbooks.com slash podcast to find special offers, join our email list, and listen to past episodes of the Barefoot Books podcast. See you next week. Bye.